Welcome to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Good afternoon to you, Dr. Mann. How are you doing today? Oh, good afternoon. So good. winter's upon us, hopefully. It's been warm, but hopefully, you know, we, we start getting some cold weather so we can uh, kill off all the bugs and mosquitoes before the summer gets here. A mild, rainy winter so far, but uh, yeah, well, I think things are going to change here. And um, We will get our cold weather before it's over. That's right. <laughs> I, I think you're right, Dr. Man, and soon enough we'll be complaining about, oh man, I miss that 60 degrees. <laughs> you know, we'll be begging for yeah, it'll, 70 or 80. <laughs> soon enough. Dr. Man, let's get into the show topic for today. We, uh, we've talked about uh, sleep breathing disorders in children, but Today, we want to focus on sleep breathing disorders when it comes to adults. So um, let's start with the most popular one that I think all of us can relate to, and that's snoring. Uh, let's start with the basics. What causes snoring? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, a lot of people snore. Um, and there's many reasons uh, that can cause people to snore. Um, one, of the, one of the major reasons that cause uh, people to snore is, is obesity. You know, in America, obesity is... Uh, something that we really need to pay attention to because it has increased significantly over the past 50 years. And so um, with obesity comes an increase in snoring. And how that happens is, you know, um, you get uh, fat in your, inside in your tissues as well that starts closing your airway down. And in order to get airway through uh, that tissue, okay, um, that tissue is going to have to flap. And that's where the snoring comes in. It's basically just air being forced through tissue, and that tissue is vibrating because it's being forced. You don't get snoring if air has an easy way in and an easy way out, meaning they have a nice wide airway. So um, uh, obesity is probably the major reason why we see snoring. Um, the, other, the other reason that we see snoring is people um, in children and or adults, um, they get sick. Everybody gets sick. So it can make your tonsils swell. It can cause your... You know, sinuses to fill up. It can block your nasal passages. That in itself can cause you to snore, but it really should only be a temporary thing. Um, if you're snoring temporarily because of a cold, it's it's not uncommon. Um, it's the chronic snoring that people, you know, start having problems with, whether it's with their spouse or whether it's waking them up during the night because they're snoring. Um, um, so, you know, that is the major major causes is basically you have a tight airway either from you know the tissue being impinging on that airway and or you get sick and cold and you start um now there's also uh, the skeletal issue um when we look at over the past 100 years our lower jaw is slowly moving backwards meaning it's not it's not being developed out far enough um and on and, and research is showing because of that, our airways are slowly getting more narrow. And because of that, um, we're seeing an increase in sleep breathing disorders, one of them being snoring. So you can actually be thin um, and just have a retruded mandible or lower jaw and still snore. So if you're snoring, hey, you're not obese, you're not sick, it's not uncommon. Um, it more likely is just the way your anatomy is and the way you developed. Gotcha. Well, I think when most people think about snoring and how to treat it, their first thought probably isn't 
I need to go see my dentist. So, <laughs> so how do you treat snoring? Well, the first thing I always tell people, you know, is if you're snoring chronically, um, you got to, if you're obese, the, the first thing we, we try to do is say, Hey, you know, lose some weight. You know, you try to want, you know, you try to want to get to the root cause um, of it. The other, the other reason could be sleep apnea, but if someone just has a snoring problem, um, it's, it's an easy fix. A mouthpiece that we use um, to move the lower jaw and hold it out slightly forward will actually open up the airway and keep that tissue um, tight and also keep, keep more um, room for the air to enter. And um, actually, uh, when, when we suck in air, we can snore, but we also can snore when we breathe out. So you can have like two types of snoring. But that when you when you use those mouthpieces to hold your lower jaw out, it opens that airway up, so you, it reduces the chance that that tissue will vibrate going when the air comes in or out. But um, if you get one of those uh, and you're a chronic snorer, if if you get one of these mouthpieces that we make, um, I haven't seen anybody that didn't stop snoring. Um, it's highly effective. Um, now, there's other over the counter products that you can certainly try, um, but a lot of them fail because they don't get the root cause, which is opening that airway back up. And that airway is in the back of your throat. So unless you're getting something um, that's opening and keeping that airway, o const airway open constantly through the night, um, you're going to still snore. Yeah, that's so. going to be a, a problem that will persist unless you, uh, as you said, tr treat the root cause of the problem. We have to take a quick break, Dr. Mann, but I've got plenty more questions that I want to pepper you with when it comes to sleep breathing disorders in adults. I want to remind everyone that if you're uh, a chronic snorer yourself or maybe a loved one is and you want to schedule an appointment to visit with Dr. Mann, you can do so by going online to smileman.com. That's man with two N's, smileman.com. Com. You can also call the office, 919-462-9338, 919-462-9338, and that's for Dr. Mann's offices in Cary, Garner, and the new one in Fayetteville, Dr. Mann. Fuquay. Yep, yeah, Fuquay, excuse yep. me, in Fuquay, and yep. uh, I'm going to ask you about that a little bit later in the program because uh, I know this is something that you're very excited about and our listeners have been excited about as well. Well, we're taking a quick break. Back with more. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. We are talking about sleep breathing disorders in adults and one of the first things that come to our minds when we think of sleep breathing disorders is snoring and that's been the main focus of our program so far and dr man um you know as with so many other things snoring is can be a sign of some other problems as well can you go over that yeah so one of the things that we always tell people if you're a chronic snore um more than likely uh, you have some form of sleep apnea um, that's one of the major signs of sleep apnea. And most people who have sleep apnea don't know that they have sleep apnea. Um, it's not a condition that you're going to uh, diagnose yourself. Um, uh, sleep apnea is one of those conditions that you can live with habitually, but it is affecting you um, health-wise, um, especially long-term. So the longer you have it, the worse it gets. Um, so it starts out as mild, and then you get it gets worse until you get into the what we call – um, 
major sleep apnea events. Um, I always tell people, sleep apnea, um, imagine yourself not breathing for one or two minutes. So I always tell people, hold your breath and try to hold as long as you can. And imagine doing that, you know, five to ten times an hour. If you're doing that five to ten times an hour, 30 seconds is what most people, to 60 seconds what most people can hold their breath. If you're doing that five to ten times an hour, that's considered mild apnea. So think about holding your breath like that throughout your sleep, and you can see how it can affect your sleep. The other thing that apnea creates is it creates a strain on your heart because when your airway is blocked, which is what apnea means, that means that your airway is completely blocked. So instead of that air coming in, it can't vibrate the tissue because you've got a vacuum there and it's completely closed off. Um, You basically can't get air in, so what does that mean? Well, your heart has to work harder because it has to get the blood, remaining blood, flowing faster to get oxygen to your cells because your oxygen, uh, excuse me, your cells can't be deprived of oxygen. That's one thing that they have to have on a consistent basis. So our heart starts working harder. Well, so what are some of the consequences of that? Well, it increases your risk for heart attacks. It increases your risk for high blood pressure. It also increase, increases your risk for strokes. Um, the other thing that we see with sleep apnea is we see um, that vacuum that I talked about where it comes in and it forms that vacuum. When sleep apnea is broken, which you naturally do because basically when you're in deep sleep, your body wakes you up into light sleep and tells you to take a huge deep breath, and that's what breaks the apnea vent, which is the vacuum. Well, when you do that, you can suck up um, acid from your stomach. So a lot of people who have GERD at night or acid reflux, some of it, if not majority of it, could be from sleep apnea events that are occurring. Um, and if you do have those things, you may consider, if you've never had a sleep study, getting a sleep study because – um, if you have acid reflux and you're treating it with medication, you could easily treat it by treating your sleep apnea. So um, I always tell people, if that is occurring at night, don't just take medication and think, hey, my problem's solved because you still have sleep apnea. You just have solved the acid part of sleep apnea. You haven't solved the part where you're not breathing. The other um, symptoms I always tell people to look for other than snoring with sleep apnea is that they're choking a lot. Um, and if they wake up coughing a lot and they don't have a cold and they're not sick, that would be a sign that they have sleep apnea. Um, and it, it definitely is worthwhile getting um, diagnosed because, you know, there's a lot of symptoms out there that could point to it. Um, however, when we're sleeping, we don't really know those, that we have those symptoms. One of the major symptoms during the day that, that would um, point to sleep apnea is if you're falling asleep a lot during the day. So if you're nodding off at stoplights, if you can't go to a theater without watching the whole movie without without nodding off, um, that would be a sign that you're, you're you have some form of sleep apnea. You're not getting the deep quality sleep that you need to get. So I encourage those people out there that that are having some of these symptoms to go and get diagnosed. Um, also encourage those people that have been diagnosed to get treated. Because there's so many people out there that have been diagnosed that won't get treated because they think, oh, I have to wear a CPAP, or they've tried a CPAP, and they won't wear it. So, um, But remember, you're hurting yourself in, in many ways. It's not just, A, getting better quality sleep. It's, A, taking care of your heart, 
taking care of your blood pressure, taking care of the acid reflux, and also getting the quality of sleep you need to re regenerate uh, your body and your um, chemicals in your brain that you need to function during the day. Yeah, you could be putting your body under a tremendous amount of stress. Uh, so you do need to find out what the root cause is. Uh, so let's, Dr. Man, let's say someone uh, identifies with some of the symptoms that you mentioned earlier. How do we diagnose sleep apnea? Right. Um, so there's only really one way, and that's to take a sleep study. You know, And there's two different types of sleep study. There's one that's called a polysom polysomnogram. And a polysomnogram is a real detailed study. So with those, you have to go to a sleep center, and there's quite a few um, in this area. One of the biggest is probably Raleigh Neurology. They have a, a very large sleep center, and they can diagnose it. But there's several others around the area in Cary, Raleigh, uh, Durham, Chapel Hill. And you go in, you sleep, and they hook the polysomnogram to your head, and uh, they have the pulse oximeters and things like that. So they can diagnose when you have sleep apnea, how many times an, uh, in an hour you have it, how many times a night. They um, can diagnose your oxygen saturation. So you can become desaturated, which means your oxygen saturation declines when you have apnea. So when we see it drop below 90% saturation, that's the sign that it's affecting you and that you need to get it treated. So the polysomnogram also can determine if you have restless leg syndrome. It can determine if you grind your teeth. It can determine if you have insomnia, why you're having insomnia, or what part of the brain is causing it. Um, so it's very, very detailed. Of course, it requires that you sleep overnight somewhere, which some people, you know, they have a hard time doing that. They don't want to go th through that hassle. They don't want to have to take off of work. Um, so there's another alternative. There are some take-home sleep studies, and we carry these in our office. Um, and you basically, it's a, it's a head um, monitor that you actually place on your head, almost like a hat, you know, similar to a hat, but you sleep in it. Um, it doesn't have a bill on it, but it, it's round and it, and it sits on your head, has a, a built-in pulse oximeter, and it actually will um, uh, uh, record while you're sleeping. The good thing about this is we do it two nights. So um, when you go to a sleep center, you know, you got one shot, you got one night. With this, you got two nights. We bring that machine back in and download the information, and we send it to Dr. Serkin, who is a sleep cardi cardiologist at ECU. And so he reads all of our sleep studies. And um, from there, we can make a diagnosis. He makes the diagnosis. A dentist cannot diagnose sleep apnea. God, you know, we, we are not sleep doctors. Um, we can treat sleep apnea once it's diagnosed from a dental standpoint, um, but we can't diagnose it. The only per people that can diagnose it are sleep cardiologists or sleep physicians, pulmonologists, things like that. So, um, but once it's diagnosed, then um, I've been trained to read these studies and these diagnoses, and then we can offer the patient their options um, once we find out. In most severe cases, you're going to have to go with a CPAP. I mean, that's the first thing that you'll have to go to and try to get used to it. Um, only about 50% of, of the population who gets a CPAP wears it on a regular basis. And that's when the sleep apnea mouth devices come in handy because we can treat these patients with these devices and decrease or completely eliminate um, apnea events uh, while they're sleeping. 
Yeah. Well, I want to go over uh, those treatment options in a little bit more detail, uh, but we got to take a quick break. If you feel that you may be suffering from sleep apnea and uh, maybe you don't want to do the overnight sleep study, maybe you want to use the uh, devices that Dr. Mann has in his office, you can schedule an appointment. Go to do- go to smileman.com. That's smileman.com, man with two N's, or you can call 919 462 919-462-9338. Taking a quick break, but back with more. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann. Family and cosmetic dentistry. I am doc. I am Jason Kong. I'm not a doctor, Doctor Man. You I, are. I, I Come was, on. <laughs> I was trying to uh, make myself. You've sound. been doing this show so long. You could fill in and be the dentist or the doc. You know. <laughs> I think that would go poorly very quickly. I could do the you know the bedside manner. How you doing? You know, I'll talk to Aaron. Say, hey, did we find anything in here? But uh, once I got to poke around, oh boy, it, it's all downhill from there. All downhill from there. That would be a bad scenario. Well, Doctor Man, we're talking about sleep breathing disorders in adults and we've been talking about snoring and sleep apnea and we were just wrapping up our discussion on how to diagnose sleep apnea but um you know we were talking a bit before that about how some folks may be afraid and you know maybe they're um, not really interested in wearing a CPAP machine if they have a severe case uh so what happens if sleep apnea goes untreated what are the dental implications of that now the dental implications are are pretty significant. You know, we talked about acid reflux earlier in the show. Um, We see acid reflux quite a bit with uh, apnea, especially severe apnea, um, because there's so many apneas going on that that vacuum is just pulling that acid up. The problem with acid reflux is a lot of people don't know they have acid reflux. A lot of people think, oh, if acid reflux is, I have to have that feeling, you know, I have to have that taste or, but there, that's not necessarily the truth, especially when you're sleeping. So what happens is that pulls, that gets pulled in the mouth and you can actually start eroding the enamel of your teeth away. And we see it quite a bit. Um, And I'll be honest with you, some people that like to sleep on their side, which is the best uh, way to sleep if you have apnea, because if you sleep on your back, it's worse. Same with snoring. You know, more people snore on their back than they do if they slept on their side. But with someone that has sleep apnea significantly, they're going to get it even on their side. Well, it's funny if they, say, prefer the left side, okay, and they're sleeping on their left side, the ass is going to pull to the left side of their cheek, which is going to cause the Uh erosion just on the left side, or we'll see it just on the right side. And that's when we know, hey, there's something going on here, because if it was going on all over the whole mouth, you would say, hey, it's diet or something like that. But, you know, when you start seeing it in, in little areas only, that's when you start thinking, um, hey, acid reflux. So when the enamel erodes away, then it leaves your dentin, which is more susceptible to decay, and it and makes your teeth highly sensitive. Um, the other thing that we see a lot with sleep apnea is clenching and grinding. Okay, mm-hmm. And there's two reasons for clenching and grinding why you have sleep apnea. The first is where when you have the acid reflux, there's one tool in our body that will actually offset the acid and that is your saliva. Your saliva is basic, okay? So that means it's trying to offset that acidic, you know, environment. Well, what causes us to create saliva? 
bringing our teeth together. Because when we bring our teeth together, we're simulating chewing, and we need saliva to break down our food. So what our body does to offset the acid while we're sleeping is we tend to clench and grind our teeth to produce more saliva to offset the acid. So we see that quite a bit with sleep apnea. The other thing that we see is people want to get their lower jaw forward quite a bit when they're having apnea to break the apnea vent, to to break that vacuum that we talked about. So if you can, if there are listeners out there, you can think about sliding your lower jaw forward and then take breaths. You can breathe a lot, lot more easy and you feel like you're getting more air in when you put your lower jaw forward and breathe. You have just a, you know, a, so what, what you're doing throughout the night is you're bringing those teeth together and you're sliding them forward to get that lower jaw forward and that is bruxism. So we see a lot of teeth starting to wear down from that and getting fractures in them, um, getting dental recession, which means your gums are receding uh, away. So all those things can be, A, caused by sleep apnea, which you wouldn't think that because, hey, we're talking about, you know, air uh, flow, but all these things uh, um, occur. The other thing that we see is, and, and this is a sign, but if, if you look in your mouth and your tongue has striations on the side, meaning, you know, it looks scalloped, and it's just on the side, you know, of, of your tongue on both sides. That's a sign too that you're probably having some sleep apnea events because what's happening is your tongue is a little bit bigger than your airway, and you're thrusting it forward through the night, and it's causing the rubbing. Eventually, over time, causes that scallop effect. The other thing is you're also forcing air. If you're a mouth breather, you're getting air forced on the sides, which causes that striation. So, look for that scalloping. If you want to try to diagnose yourself or your spouse, that's a telltale sign as well. When you get that scalloping, of course, that, that can hold uh, bacteria and food, and it can increase you know, the bacteria in your mouth that can cause a number of things, increased risk for decay, increased risk for you know, um, bad breath, things like that. Yeah, so. So it can be very troublesome and costly if it goes untreated. So real quick here, Dr. Mann, let's go over some treatment options. We've found out that we've got sleep apnea. It's been diagnosed. How can you help? Well, there's a surgical approach that you can do, but uh, studies show that it's not that great of an, of, of a success in most people in general. The number one thing that most people know about is a, is a CPAP. And basically, a CPAP is constant air being um, made, and it's just it's, it's just basically putting air down your airway constantly so that that airway never closes up while you're sleeping. Um, that's a good thing because you're getting the oxygen you need and you're not getting the apnea events. The bad thing is it tends to drop people out. They don't like the noise. They don't like having a mask on, so they tend not to wear it. So then, of course, you're back to the problem of not treating the apnea. The other um, approach that we see that's very successful, especially for people with mild and moderate apnea, is what we call a mandibular advancement device. And it basically, we slowly titrate your jaw forward with this device that you wear like a retainer until we get it to a point where you no, no longer have apnea events. And you wear that at night, every night, and that prevents your apnea event uh, apnea from occurring. Now, we've taken people who are CPAP intolerant, who don't wear their CPAP, they move into one of these appliances, and they um, basically no longer have apnea, or we decrease them significantly. Um, there's some, you know, I've seen some patients that have 150 events an hour. Wow. 
You know, so you can imagine that person is not getting a lot of good quality sleep. We take them down to below 10, um, you know, with, with these devices. Some people that have mild and moderate, it completely goes away. Um, but devices we use are 3D printed and they're very thin. And so a lot of people think, oh, well, it's going to be something in my mouth that's bulky, but it really is not. It's like almost wearing, um, you know, uh, an Invisalign tray, I would say. Um, and, and it just keeps your mouth positioned forward by the way they make it. And we can titrate it out slowly until we get it to the position we need it to be in. That's very cool. Good option for some folks who may be dealing with sleep apnea and are, uh, as you said, either sleep CPAP intolerant or just don't want to have to deal with that. They've got this option available to them. If you want to schedule an appointment to see Dr. Mann, you can call the office at 919-462-9338. 919-462-9338. Or go online to smileman.com. Com. Man with two N's, smileman.com. And Dr. Man, what do we have on tap for next week? Well, it's getting cold outside, and a lot of people don't like cold on their teeth because their teeth are sensitive. So we're going to talk about sensitive teeth. Excellent. I look forward to that discussion. I want to remind you, Dr. Man has three offices now. In addition to Cary and Garner, the Fuquay office is now open. You can find plenty of information at smileman.com. Com. We're out of time for today, but on behalf of Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, I am Jason Kong, thanking you for listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Have a wonderful afternoon. <laughs>